Hello and welcome to the Walk and Love podcast. I am TJ. And I'm Brooke. And today we're going to talk about saying yes and saying no and slowing down uh, and probably a lot more things than that. Right, babe? <laughs> yep. Okay. Here we go. Hello. We are thankful for you. We are so appreciative that you listen to our podcast, and it would mean the world to us if you would share it to your Instagram story today. But you don't have to share this episode. I would like you to share your favorite episode. Mm. So if that's the one where I tell the story about me almost crapping my pants in Las Vegas, <laughs> then that's the one you share. Uh, and tag us, and we're going to pick maybe a couple of people, and we'll send them a gift card. It's called marketing. Have you ever heard of it, Brooke? <laughs> a gift card to, to us, yeah, right? To, to us. our store? Yeah. Not like Speedway or something. <laughs> no, not Speedway. Not a Speedway gift card. <laughs> not a Wawa is gift Speedway card. Speedway. Local to here. Maybe. I don't like know. Two people don't know what that is. Uh, it will not be a gift card to a food store. It will be to Walk and Love's shop. <laughs> so it's called marketing. Even better. So share your favorite episode. Tag us. On the story. Tag us. And that'll be great. We are going to start this episode by telling a funny story. Do you want to tell the story because it happened to you or should I tell it from my perspective because I was the one that started laughing at you really hard? <laughs> no, I'll tell it. Okay, Yeah. So Wait, side note. We got a message that said someone couldn't hear me very well. Yeah. So we've raised the volume of everything. Could someone tell <laughs> We're me? We're hoping it helps. Yes. Message us and let us know, hey, it sounded a lot better. We also are sitting across from each other where last week I was sitting to the side of Brooke. Yeah. And I think I kept turning and talking like this. Yeah. And that probably doesn't sound great. But now I'm looking right at her, right down her beautiful face, right in her <laughs> eyeballs. I'm going to reward you with four minutes of uninterrupted eye contact. Go. All right. So go ahead okay, and tell so the story. The story. But, uh, 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 let us know if it sounds better. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So there is a, quote, new target, end, end quote. End quote. Uh, what June still calls it the new target because yep. it's bigger we and, call and it, it is, it, it's newer. And so when you walk in the front door right there, um, you know, to your right before you're even, you're still in between the two sets of doors, you can see into the Starbucks that's right yep. there um, with all the tables and chairs. So Starbucks we, is a coffee chain for those of you who are. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's of, a new character I'm working on where I just point out one of the obvious elements. Right. I like it. Yeah. It's called obvious, obvious guy. guy. <gasps> Obvious means that, was that it's something that's really easy to see we or notice. We just did that at the same time. Anyway, so we we had already done our shopping, I think. Yep. And we were there as a family and we got our drinks. We were just, we were in no rush. We had nowhere to be. So I'm sitting there and I often, um, I like when I get my hot latte, I like to take the lid off when I drink it because I just don't like it that hot. Right. And I want it to cool down. And, and you like I, the foam on top. I do. I don't want the foam to dissolve. Oh, maybe that should be my strong feelings. <laughs> when your foam dissolves into your latte, what's the point? Yeah, what's anyway, the point? So I've got the lid of my hot grande drink off. Drinking it about, maybe about halfway done. And June is standing and knocking on the windows. As people come in the door. As Target, people come in the door. Which she does almost every time we go now. Yeah, and so cute. And just waves to people. Yeah. And it's sad. It's sad social commentary. A lot of people are looking at their phone when they're walking into a store and they don't see her. And she gets sad. It does. It really bums her out. And, She's like, they didn't say hi to me. And then when they do, we celebrate it. 
that you made someone smile because that's important. So she's standing there knocking and people are noticing or not noticing. And she decides she wants to go onto the other side of the glass to knock at me sitting in the, at the table at the Starbucks, but she can't get the automatic doors to open because she's going out the end. So TJ stands up and goes with her and they go all the way around the carts. They go out the outdoors and I know they're coming. Yep. I'm well aware. I can see them out of the corner of my eye. And I was like, Oh, here they come. But I, I am apparently anticipating her to come and knock on my left side, like in the tar- between the target doors I was talking about. But instead, she comes around my right side to like the front of the building windows right. and doesn't just knock, but that like slams both her, both her like open hands, slams her body against it. And it scared me so <laughs> bad that I jumped and like chucked my like all the liquid came up out of my drink and all over my lap. All over a white sweatshirt, which is the first time in months, two years. years I don't even own a white sweatshirt right. except this one as the yeah. first time I've ever worn it. <sighs> and so it was all over me. And it was so, it was oh, really I comical. Laughed so I laughed hard. hard too once I got over how hot it was. Because it was like, I knew they were you coming. You knew we were coming. I even saw them coming up on the <laughs> left side of me. And then within seconds, she had switched to the right. And, and we, I'm not allowed to scare Brooke. That's kind of like an unwritten rule in our house because if I was allowed to, I would do it all the time because I think it's so funny. I think people getting scared is so funny. When we used to have a story, used to scare the employees. Yeah. It was the only reason you had Vine. Yeah. Remember your Vine? My Vine was just me scaring people. people. And I think it's hysterical. (laughs) And so I, it was such a joyful moment for me to see you get scared because one, I wasn't expecting you to get scared. I totally Correct. thought you, you know, you knew we were coming. You saw us coming. I did know you were coming. Oh, but it was so good. But that happened a couple of weeks ago. It did, but it was everywhere. And then, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was funny. <laughs> I, yeah. I laughed then. And June Once was like a little nervous that she, she scared you. But now we've made a joke about it. And we, when we go into that target, she's like, I'm going to scare you, mommy, which is really cute. Uh, what, so what, uh, what happened this week, babe? So we're recording on Saturday night. Normally we record on Sunday nights, but we're recording on Saturday because tomorrow the Swamp Dragons kick off their indoor soccer season. <laughs> yeah. Tell everybody how you came up with the name Swamp Dragons. All right. So I've talked about the soccer group before. We play on Tuesday nights, basically from the spring until the fall. And it's just a random pickup game. There's no organization to it. Like we don't have a Facebook page. It's like some guys text and people just show up and it's always worked. It's really kind of a unique, unique thing in world in the world that we live in where everything is planned. One day before Tuesday night soccer, I was reading this article, I think maybe on Bleacher Report or just like a sports website about how the New Jersey Nets, who are now the Brooklyn Nets, were almost named the New Jersey Swamp Dragons. And they have, they had like art for it and it was like, it was bad but kind of like in an amazing sort of cool 90s way. Yeah. And so I went to soccer that night with that article fresh in my mind, and I just started calling my team the Swamp Dragons. (laughs) And Mannheim kind of sits low. It can flood quite easily. Oh, it's literally, yeah. It can be swampy. It can be swampy. (laughs) And uh, so it just stuck. And now when we play Tuesday Night Soccer, both teams are the Swamp Dragons. Right, like it's the, the unit as a whole yeah. is the Swamp Dragons. Yeah, and so we joined a league this year. Name is the Swamp Dragons. We were trying to join an over 30 league because most of us are, like almost all of us are over 30, mm-hmm. but none of them, we waited too long, so we it couldn't. So now we are in like a anyone can play league. So like, mm-hmm. turns out we're probably going to go up against like a high school or like a college team and 
get wrecked, yeah. but we will have the most fun. <laughs> that is true. That is 100% true. So I'm yeah. excited. So we're recording on Saturday night, probably for the next few weeks, as the Swamp Dragons get underway. Kick it off. Any, I see what you did there, because like soccer, soccer you, you kick. kick it. Yep, 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 yep. Um, yeah, had a good week. June's at a sleepover right now. June is at a sleepover, which is cute. I she's at the neighbor's house, so she literally also next door. Brooks' brother. Um, but I asked her. You were upstairs using the bathroom, and I said to June, "I said you want to say bye to Dad before you leave." She's got her backpack on, full of her stuff, Mm -hmm. and her giant pillow like clutched to her chest. She's like, "Nah, I'll just tell him in the morning." Love you, mom. Love you, Sonny. Bye. And like walks yep. out the door. And I was like, oh, see you later. Which is pretty amazing because early on in June's life, she was very timid. And mm-hmm. even now can be timid, but she's, it's less, it's less prevalent. And it's like, we were kind of scared. Like, oh man, is she going to be the kid crying at school? Uh, as oh, we try to, you mean me? Yeah. She could be Brooke uh, crying <laughs> at school up until seventh grade. Seventh. Holding no. on to her mom. Second. <laughs> Second. Oh, I feel so bad. Um, so it's it's fun to see her sort of be bold. Um, yeah. the, but we, the week was good. Yeah. Wednesday. Hit me with some highlights. All right. So New Wednesday. Segment. Highlights of the week. Highlights of the week. These are the highlights. The highlights of the week. <laughs> I will be so impressed if you remember that yeah. next week. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, How impressed? I was really impressed. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Not super impressed. Okay. It was just like really impressed. Just like really impressed. Got it. Yeah. So Wednesday morning or mid morning was June's preschools, like Thanksgiving luck meal thing. Yep. Everybody brings something. So that was cute. We she were was, late. We, well, I thought it was at 1130. Turns out it's 11. So the nice thing about living near people who do the same things as you is when you realize their cars are gone, you go, yep. oh. Especially when one of those people is notoriously late, Kim. Um, I'm not going to name names, but when she's gone, you know, you know, you're late. Yeah. You're late. Yeah. Um, so I, well, we actually did make it there like just before they started singing, which was cute. They sang some little open, shut them, open, shut them. like some little song. Put them in your lap. But it was cute. So that was a highlight. Um, I've really been like feeling the, the Christmas spirit. Yeah. Christmas vibes. Yeah. Christmas Christmas vibes. vibes. Cool. 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 I got a song for you. I got a song for you. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here it comes. So this is Young Oceans. They yeah. have a new Christmas album. And if you like sort of chill Christmas music. This is it. This is it. This is for this you. This is the chillest. This is the chillest of chills. Young Oceans. Anyway, So good. Yeah. We've definitely been listening to that. Maybe that's why. Right. Maybe that's what got so, me the vibes. Are you a, well, I know what you are, but are you uh, the listener? Are you a Christmas music before Thanksgiving, Christmas music after Thanksgiving, or some people are no Christmas music until December? What? I know, which is crazy. So I can't try. I can't trust them. Yeah, I can't trust you. Sorry. Um, I'm a Christmas music basically all year round. I don't care. Not heavily. Right. You you're not like seeking it out, but if it came on or something, you're and, not like. And I'm I, I want to differ, differentiate. Differentiate. Yeah. I don't like the Christmas radio stations mm-hmm. because they probably have 25 songs total. I like yes. Christmas albums from artists I already like. And I think yes. that's a big difference because people say like, oh, I don't like Christmas music. Well, if you listen to, to the Christmas radio station, of course yeah. you don't. It's it's like agonizing. the yeah. and the Hippopotamus song. Yeah, it's horrible. And, the, and Bruce Springsteen. Ugh. Which one does he sing? 
Santa Claus is coming. Oh, oh, oh. I was like, wow, yeah. I don't know what that's going to be. It's called growly sound. Santa Claus is coming town. Don't like it. But if but you, you listen- also don't listen to Bruce Springsteen. Right. But Although that song is just. Yeah. But if you listen to Christmas music by artists that you love. Yes. And more of them are doing albums and stuff like, like that. Like Young Oceans. Young Oceans. Phil Wickham just yep. came out with a new album. Ben uh, Rector. Yep. Uh, Rebecca Rubian. R-O-U-B-I-N. Rubian. Who put a question mark on the teleprompter? Anchorman. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, then it's not as like, uh, you know what I mean? So that's kind of, I think, a big difference. I think people have to listen to it. Like if you work in retail, you have to listen to it at your job. I can see why it would be agonizing. Yes. Um, there's always that popular article that goes around on Facebook that's like, listening to Christmas music nonstop is detrimental to your health. And people oh, are always goodness. like, I'm proven, so yeah, I'm, yeah. People are agreeing or not agreeing? Agreeing. Oh. See, this is why I don't listen to it. But, I mean. I feel like if I listen to any Yeah, nonstop. any sort of pop station nonstop, I feel like you'd be like, oh my gosh, my ears. Um, But you're in the Christmas spirit. I'm in yeah. the Christmas spirit. We got a, a white Christmas tree delivered in the mail today. We got an artificial tree. Yes. It was part of a brand deal. Uh, that, light. That's. Brand deal light. Yeah. We got it for free. Correct. That's the easiest Which way to is say amazing. It. Um, it's cute. It's only six feet. I wish it was a little bigger. But, but I'm still on like the it. fence of if I want it to be our tree. Yes. I'm not opposed to a fake tree. I don't judge you if you have one. Um, but I think we've always, we've always had a real one. There is this sort of scare going around right now that if you get a real one in this area, there's going to be lantern flies on it and they're going to hatch in your house. But I don't really buy into that. I mean, it's possible. It's possible. But Seems unlikely. And you could, of course... Check your check, tree. Check your tree. Check your have, tree. Have we? <laughs> New second. Check, Ch- your tree. check your tree. <laughs> have we talked about the lantern flies on you? No, or we just haven't. Story no, we haven't. The stories, but yeah, no. it's like a local thing. Yeah, Japanese lantern flies. Someone yeah. brought them over in a suitcase, and they're wreaking havoc on the fruit. <laughs> I don't think that's, on the fruit population. But that's real. That's that is real. real. Like and it really affects Brooke's emotions. Like <laughs> she's very concerned about the plants, <sighs> and so. There's this, they, they, I guess, they guess they plant their eggs, lay their eggs, they plant their <laughs> eggs, they lay their eggs on tree, maple trees, Christmas trees, a lot of areas, a lot of, but bark. But at this time of yeah. year, yes. And so there's fear that if you bring one into your house, they're going to go, oh, it's springtime. It's spring because it's warm and hatch they're going to hatch, out. but I don't know. I think we'll, I don't know what we're going to do. Do you have any strong feelings either way? I need This to, isn't officially need... strong feelings, but this is just. I'm just right. asking you. I need to decorate the tree that came in the mail today because I need to do that anyway so I can take a picture of it. Right. And if I don't love it in the living room, I'll just put it in June's room. And then we'll get the... I love the tree they sent. Like, yeah, it's, it's cute. It's really cute and I really like it. It's not super shiny white. It's like almost... Almost looks like it's made out of paper, but it's not. It's something stronger than that. Right. So, but I don't know. Maybe, Maybe we, I'll love it. We might and have a fake like tree this year. It's smaller and kind of tucked in the corner and it's already got lights on it. So, so there's that check but normally we're a real tree family and i'm not sure what will be this year mm-hmm. the verdict is still out stay tuned for future podcast episodes <laughs> um my highlights of the week were i'm mean, brooke's not done but i'm gonna just jump in with some of mine i did this awkward christmas gift story which i was really proud of um i found some really awkward gifts all over amazon if you haven't seen it yet it's, it's highlighted in our stories um but amazon the internet is a weird place and uh, Amazon is no different. One thing that I found, and I want—I think I want to add things to it as Christmas goes on, because yeah. I found something late in later that day, 
where like if you have an Amazon Echo, which is the little one, like Alexa is oh, the big yeah. one and Echo is like the little one, which I don't understand the difference. We don't have one. Is that like the dot? The dot. The Echo dot or yep. whatever. There is a stand for the Echo dot that is an <laughs> an, like a little cherub angel statue and the dot sits inside their head and like like, you a, s- like a halo. Mm-hmm. So like when you talk, I think when you talk to the dot, that oh, it lights up. It lights up, and I think that's the idea. Like it's like a halo over this little cherub. It's I weird. I have it. <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, it's on my list, but still pretty weird. <laughs> and I next day aired that sucker, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I got Prime just so I could get that tomorrow. <laughs> I need it now. <laughs> so I think I'm. I think I'm gonna add to it. Yeah. Let me know if you think I should add to that awkward list. Oh, that's I would. I, I would yeah. definitely add to it. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. Cool. Um, I got. So it's very rare, like very, very rare that I have Starbucks twice in one day. Because yep. like we don't, they're all a good like 10 to 15 minutes away. But I just so happened to be doing two different things. I was going into the city for something. And so I got one on the way. And then I surprised you with one. And then you surprised me with one that night. And they were both wrong. I get the same drink all the time. So I'm, I know what it tastes like. As I said, I take the lid off to drink it, so right. I know what color it should be. Grande vanilla latte with almond milk. And they were both wrong. The but first both time the I same was like, wrong, but right? Yes, to the point where I was like, am I losing it? Like, is this it for me? I've peaked. <laughs> Have I been I... drinking this all along? Yeah. And I'm now. No, just... <laughs> it was wrong. And then the, and from and two, two different, different Starbucks two different locations, Starbucks. two different times a day, two different sizes, but they were identically wrong, and it was so confusing. It's a conspiracy, man. <sighs> but, but luckily, the one that the second one that I got, they were training someone and it took forever. So they gave me one of those like freebie cards. So it was yeah. like, it didn't really matter that it was wrong because we right. kind of got it for free. Right. But, but still, it's weird. It made me question all that I know. <laughs> <laughs> Brooke is having a midlife crisis. <laughs> Stanley's way past the middle of his life. Um, uh, other happenings yeah. this week. My sister's in town. My sister mm-hmm. lives in San Diego and uh, she's in town. My oldest sister, is going to have her six kids sometime soon, mm-hmm. which is just <laughs> wild. Yeah. It's just wild. Six children. Yep. Wow. And wow, 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 wow. Wow, 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 wow. And my younger sister is like, the, my oldest sister's like really into natural birth. That's like her thing. And she has like a party and everybody comes. And it's like, <laughs> that's not true, but not, that's sort of what it feels quite. like for me as a brother. Right. I'm like, let's just, let's just leave everybody out of that room. <laughs> But anyways, my younger sister's part of that party, part of the birth party. <laughs> birth right. party of the seven? You guys here yet? <laughs> so she's here. Thirty-five, almost six. Um, and she has a son that's just about June's age. Yeah. And so it's always really fun because she stays at my parents' house. And so I go over there with June and it's yeah. like kind of free childcare and I get to catch up with my sister. And she also had, she has three kids and her youngest daughter just turned one. So we went to a birthday party there today mm-hmm. and we played this game called Nerds in our family. It's a card game similar to Dutch Blitz if you're sort of from this area. And I dominated today. We haven't played in a long time. We used, go, babe. we used to play all the time. And yes, then, uh, it was very stressful. I mean, for, for losers, it's stressful, but for winners, it's not. <laughs> um, that's just from my brain. It's not from a show or anything. Um, but I won today, so I felt pretty good. Yeah. I felt strong. Felt like like I needed it. I'm not going to lie. I needed the win. Yeah. And I got it. Yeah. Halfway through the game, though, Sam had a bunch of prizes for the kids because there's like a million kids in my family now. Um, and uh, halfway through the game, June came in and was like, I'm going to pick a prize for Sunny because Sunny had broken Sunny had left for, for a nap. And she picked out this like little matchbox car and she goes, I'm going to pick this one. 
because it jumps high, Dad, like your body. <laughs> and then she walked out of the room. <laughs> so apparently my body can jump high. I'll dig it. I'll t- I needed it. I needed yeah. the nerd swim, and I needed that compliment. Yeah. Uh, what else? I, what else did you do this week? Um, I launched my dad's new website. Yep, stephencourtney.com, Right. Yeah. That's the URL. Uh, yep. So that's fine. To feel like some of the things we've been working on and changing and tweaking, and the website specifically, totally redoing. Yeah, are like awesome. Finally, starting to go out into the world and not just be on like the back end of planning and thinking. And um, as I mentioned, I went into, I drove into Lancaster City to meet up with my friend Leah, who's asked me to be part of like a beta test for lack of a better word for this um group she's doing i honestly don't even know how to explain it it's kind not of like a mastermind it's sort of like mastermind right. but it's i don't want to say it's life coaching because it's not that either but it it's like it, business it's, and life balance emotions stress right i think it, i think her motto is probably to help like what is your purpose in life that is not occupational or like I'm a mother, or like right. it has nothing to do with like any title, but it's just like all about you, and not like right. divvying it out to be like, well, I'm a photographer and I do this and I do that. Right. Um, so it was really good. She like walked us through um, an exercise this week. Was it a stressful? <laughs> no. Oh man, stressful. I, it's like I think I would do it, but I. I don't trust you, Phyllis. Man, I'm quoting a lot of office today. <clears throat> yeah. It's a good day. I couldn't tell you the last time I did an actual trust fall. Yeah. We should do them tonight. Trust falls. <laughs> Later tonight. Yeah. So she walked us through an exercise that was really cool where we sort of, um, you know, she it was almost like she was reading a script. And so she had a lot to say. And we were supposed to picture our lives from the moment we were born till now. So anybody's age as this like timeline. But you were hovering above it at like. 10,000 feet. 10,000 feet. 10,000 feet. Was, like a very, very that. high up view of that. And then as she would talk to you about different things, you would sort of zero in on different parts and she had you writing things down. And so you talked about a moment in your life where you felt a lot of clarity about who you were. You felt safe. You sort of still felt like you had an innocence to you. And she had all these awesome like descriptive words. So the timeline, like that moment of clarity and I can't think of the one word of course that she was using but like that was different for everybody right like I was more like sixth grade and then some of the other girl was more like 25 like so that was cool that it wasn't the same and then we talked about a time so sixth grade what are you wearing well that was part of it she yeah. had you write down like what were you listening to what were you wearing like did what you have did... a choker on oh how tightly was your hair pulled back? oh that was pulled tightly back. well maybe that's why you had the clarity your eyes were your eyes couldn't shut <laughs> my eyes were so wide <laughs> i could see the whole world <laughs> yeah so it was like you 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 zo- you zoomed in on a very specific time in your life when you felt very much like yourself and then you went at a time where you felt maybe confused or uneasy or things weren't clear um she had a lot of things and then you did the same thing like where were you? What were you wearing? Blah, blah, blah. And then you sort of went back back up to the 10,000 feet and sort of had a takeaway from each moment because when you were down in those moments, pretending you were that person then, you were to write down, like, so for me in sixth grade, you know, what if she could write you a message, what would it be? And so I wrote down, like I was thinking about what I think then. And then the other time in my life, I wrote down a message then. And it was very, it was really cool. Yeah, that is really cool. It was really interesting. And if I did it again and again and again, I think I would learn different things. So I really liked it. Wow. 
That's it way. Made, it made me realize that in the last two years, I have actually attempted very intentionally. There are a lot of the things we've done that I am trying to get back to that first memory that we that I kind of zoomed in on, like the, the traits of that girl are the things that I sort of felt like I had lost and that I was trying to go back to, which was like being creative with no expectations expectation of trying not to feel like I'm wasting my time. Like that's one of the things I said to Leah. I was like, uh, sixth grade middle school me, which is funny because maybe a lot of people might not have clarity during that time in their lives, but I was homeschooled then. Right. Those are the three years I was homeschooled. And so I was home and Brooks I love really to be home. <laughs> um, so I felt very much like myself then. Um, but sorry, what, what was I just gonna say that I said to Leah? You feel like you're you're you've been making decisions to sort of. Oh head yeah, back yeah, yeah. I, what I said to her was that I felt like back then. Brain farts. It is the story of my <laughs> life. That I I felt like back then nothing was a waste of time. Right. Like that that yeah. wasn't even a concept to me. Right. And some of that was my age, but some of that was just like yeah. I had no other. Everything is so. No other like, motives full. or. Yeah, Life and it so was full. like if You're I'm like, gonna spend an hour doing this or making a you know, friendship bracelet, it's gonna be well to give it away to someone well because spent. I love them. Yeah. Like I don't do that kind of stuff anymore. I'm trying to get back to that and right. be more like that person. So it was very cool. That's very very cool. Wow, we actually didn't talk about your day there, so that was no. Awkward. And I wrote way more down. I actually want you to read what <laughs> I wrote down. I know I like was really trying to keep it together. Right, cock it up. I just didn't want to. Yeah, lose cry, it. cry into my wrong Starbucks drink. Yeah, watch. You were already emotional. I know. So I was on the edge. I'm on the edge. Questioning everything I know, <laughs> and then I had to do this exercise. And yeah. last thing that you wanted to add about your weekly recap? Ah, uh, yes, I'm excited because Beauty Counter, which I'm a consultant for them because I love their products and I love what they stand for. Um, they started their Black Friday early. Right. Which was exciting. I wasn't expecting What it. is it? It's 15% off. And everything. that's a big deal, right? Yeah, they don't do very much. I'm not sales. a beauty babe like you, but if I was, that That'd would be, be a, a big, big deal. deal. Yep. Because they don't do yep. a lot of sales. And so. they lowered the, the shipping rate to 50 bucks instead of 100. So. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. So if you had to buy two things, oh, three things, four things. Okay. What's your, what's your go-to beauty counter stuff? Well, definitely one of the cleansing balms because like I said the other week, last week. Yep. I just don't want the water dripping down my arms. Yeah, when I and wash you had my a face. like we talked about a lot last week. <laughs> and that was and the that away. was the takeaway for I think most of our audience. <laughs> you are my people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. Yeah. So definitely one of the cleansing balms. They have a couple of different ones in different sizes, but they're wonderful. Um, I love their lipsticks. I really, really, really like some of their um, just like general lotions. Yeah. Because I another strong feelings probably I. I want to feel hydrated, but I don't want to feel greasy. Right. You know? Yeah. Because then you're just like, I just showered. This is yeah. gross. I don't want to feel like I just rub french fries all over my body. Right. Yeah. I don't think anybody french does. French fry lotion? No thanks. No thanks. Regular lotion? Yes, please. Right. Okay. Smart. Um, oh, man. I could go on If you on. guys wanted to know more about that sale, you can go to Brooke's Instagram account for Beauty Counter, which mm-hmm. is easy, pretty clean, all yep. spelled out. If you don't know how to spell, then maybe you should just Google it. <laughs> How about that? I'm not going to spell it for you, okay? Right. If you're listening to a podcast, you should know how to spell. That's real talk. Mm. New segment. Real quick, talk. Quick tip. Quick tip. Learn how to spell. <laughs> <laughs> quick tip. <laughs> okay, so 
another thing that we did this week, which is going to be kind of the main segue into our main conversation, was we got to work together. And so we recently took over some running social media for local coffee companies. They have three different brands. I'll just say what they are. Copper Cup, Tomato Pie, Cake and Cup. A friend of mine came to me and was like, hey, could you help us with this? And I said, I, I was on the fence, honestly, for a long time because I was like, I don't know. We've kind of figured out this slow pace of life. Do I really want to add another thing to my plate and disrupt that? Um, and uh, But I, I really like what he's doing, and I wanted to be helped to him because he was kind of in a tough spot. And I said, yeah, we'll try it for three months. And even after I said that, I was still sort of like a little bit on the fence. Like, I don't know if this is right for us. Not that I wouldn't enjoy working and doing that type of work, but Mm -hmm. I was just like, as far as like a life pace, being intentional about the time that we have, do I want to add another thing just because I can, you know? And so I was on the fence and again, not because of anything that they do or anything like that. I was actually kind of excited but on the fence still because we have been so intentional about the pace and, and the decisions and the things that we're choosing. And we got to do the first shoot this week and it was so fun. And so it, was, it, was, it kind of felt like it was like, a okay, yeah, we did make the right decision. We're still just testing it out. We told him we'd try it for three months, mm-hmm. see where it goes, see how we feel about it, et cetera. Um, but it was really enjoyable. Um, we got to work together sort of creating new, different type of content than we normally do. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot of fun, but that was also sort of mirrored by another project that I was asked to be a part of that I also was sort of had hesitant feelings about and I wish I would have said no. Mm. And so today we're going to talk about like the, well, one, I just want to like sort of encourage you guys that like as Brooke and I talk about speed and pace and all those things, like we're not experts, right? Uh, You know, we are still trying to figure it out. And I think the picture of slow living will look different for the two of us than it will for you, than it will for your friend. And like, there's no one way to do it. You know, um, like our friends, the Bethkeys, they moved to Maui to sort of pursue that slow living. They were like, literally we're going to live in the middle of the ocean and that's going to slow us down because they were, they felt like they were traveling a lot speaking. Mm -hmm. And so like now it's an eight hour flight to speak anywhere. And so it makes you make certain decisions certain ways. Yeah. And so, I, I said yes to both these jobs. I wish I would have only said yes to one of them. Mm-hmm. Fully, like, so I'm just saying that because, like, I'm still trying to figure it out. But but at the same time, because I've learned how to say yes to the right things and no to the right things, and I've been practicing flexing that muscle, mm-hmm. I am now realizing that I should have said no. Very, yeah. And yeah. so, like, that is encouraging to me. Like, I was frustrated that I said yes, Uh not re- like it wasn't like an, it wasn't anything horrible or anything like that, but I just like was like, man, I should have just said no. I, I felt like I should have said no at the beginning and I said yes. Yeah. And so it's like encouraging for me to realize that like I have been practicing choosing things that are appropriate for me and for Brooke and for our family yeah. based on pace. And I was like, even you, though I you made- haven't felt that, oh, I should have said no to this. In a very long time. In a very long time. Which is a big deal. Which is a big deal because I like saying yes to things. We think we used to feel that about a lot of things and then couldn't get out of them or, Right, or just like, oh, I don't want to go do this, but I said yes, so I will. Right, And I think culturally, Brooke and I were talking about this, was like, our culture is is we have to say yes. Like, that is sort of the, it's not like a defining feature of our culture, but like, when I was telling, like, when I was, we were talking about 
this topic, I was like, you know, like the phrase, the customer is always right. Mm-hmm. Like that phrase just implies that like, I have to say yes to you. Right. If you want it in a, you know, quadruple X in a color that we don't have, I have to say yes or else I'm wrong. Like we kind of have right. dug in our feet that like, you have to do this. You have to go to this party. You have to go to this. Like, this is something that you have to do. Yes, yes, yes. Say yes, say yes, say yes, say yes, say yes, say yes, say yes. And I think one of the most powerful things you can do to adjust the pace of your life is learn how to say no. Yeah. And learn how to say yes to the right mm-hmm. things. You know, we mm-hmm. talk about the podcast, the next right thing. And that really gave us the language to realize that like, okay, we want to do the right thing, not just the next thing or the thing that we could do. Right. And, you know, the the opportunities that we have in sort of like the creative fields that we can do, they're not bad opportunities. No. Like Mm-mm. some of them are really great and some of them are a perfect fit. Yeah. But if it's not right for us in in this season, in this season, we need to learn how to say no. And so while I didn't say no when I should have, I was proud of myself to realize that I had been doing a really good job at that and then yeah. encourage myself to say, and like, no, you should have like you should have trusted the way that you felt, trusted my gut and uh, and said no to this project. Again, this isn't a bad project. It's nothing no, negative not that's happening, but it's no. just like Mm-mm. for pace and quality of life and, and how I want my life to be, I should have said no, and I didn't. And so I made a mistake, but I'm thankful that I have the opportunity to acknowledge that mistake mm-hmm. and hopefully make better decisions and 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 make them make, say the right thing, yeah. say yes to the right thing in the future. Yeah, yeah for me, I feel like I often... Like you, you know, going to the Enneagram, you as a seven, I think you, the enthusiast, want to say yes to things. To everything. Just in the name of saying yes. Like that is exciting for you to be like, yeah, let's do it. You know, where for me, I'm more so say yes to things that maybe I shouldn't because it just seems like a great opportunity. Right. And I'm like, oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you. You want to take my family pictures. You're like, I mean, sure. Yeah, I can do that. Right. So I so use the example that you, you told me beforehand. Oh, right. So someone, someone around here recently, you know, messaged me on Instagram and said, Hey, do you want to take our, you know, our Christmas photos this year? And I was like, sure. Because I had the last few years, yeah. um, because they're friends of ours. Yep. And so I was like, yeah, I can do that. And then we were kind of messaging back and forth about dates and stuff. And I just like, wasn't on my Instagram for a day or two. And so she was like, do any of those dates work? You know? It's okay if you don't want to. Like, I can, I can totally find somebody else. I just wanted to offer it to you since you've done it right. the, la- the last few years. And it was like, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, you can find somebody else. Right. Like, nothing th- negative about the people. No. Love these people. I do. They're 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 amazing. Yes. But and I think that's often what we get tied up in is like we think we have to say yes because of the assumption or the expectations or. Like right. we just feel like we need to meet everybody's expectations about everything. Mm-hmm. And culture has kind of ex- ex- sped that along. Like I text you, why haven't you replied back? It says red. <laughs> we expect so much out of people. Yeah. And so we end up saying yes in the name of everyone else's expectations and not right. in the name of like what our soul, what's good for our soul. Right. And so I think that's why you see so much burnout and exhaustion in culture mm. is because not only are we saying yes to things we probably shouldn't, we're also saying yes on our phone all the time. Right. Like, yes, I'm going to check that. Yes, I'm going to like that. Yes, I'm going to comment back. Yes, I'm going to look at my messages. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And uh, so it, it's hard. But I think what we're trying to say is like our pace that we've been able to accomplish 
that feels so different from what our life used to be a year ago mm-hmm. has been really tied to our ability to learn how to say no. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it's a hard lesson mm-hmm. yeah. to learn. Yeah. And one of the things that really helped me learn that, again, to plug the wonderful Emily's podcast, The Next Right Thing, she has an episode, um, I don't know the name of it, I can. we can link it if you'd like, something about... Um, We'll probably forget to link it, but hopefully this (laughs) description. You can message me and I'll find it for you. (laughs) Um, About opportunity and how just because an opportunity is presented to you doesn't mean it's a good one for you. And so she has these two questions that she has you answer, which have been really, really helpful for me. So like, you know, somebody saying, hey, do you want to take my family photos? Like that is not where the, I should not make my decision right then and there. Like that is not enough for me to say, yeah or no. What I need to do is clarify, okay, if I say yes to said opportunity, let's say family photos, yep. um, what will that do for me? So I could, I would answer. Um, It'll make you some money. Make me a little extra money and grow my photography business, like right. with a client. Yep. And then you ask a follow-up question, which is, am I in a season of life where I'm looking to have a little more cash and grow my photography business? Right. And my answer is no. Is no. Specifically to the photography side. Right. You know, a little cash would be nice, oh, but like. A little something on the side would be pretty good there, sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it is so, yeah. it's so helpful for, for me specifically to just make decisions like that. And like another example, coming up into the holidays would be like, you know, should I go to the seventh Christmas party we've been invited to? Right. You know. You know, should, you know, you get the invite. Yep. Should I go to a Christmas party of someone who I am close acquaintances with? Right. Like they're a real, they're a real close friend, yep. you know, but your schedule is maybe already a little full. Yep. And so you would say, okay, well, if I say yes. Well, to see, this, I, I don't know about close friend. Like, let's say that they're like a friend because like a close friend, I think the answer, I interrupted you. I'm yeah. sorry. It's okay. I, I said close acquaintance. So like not a close, like not like Kim or John or Taylor and Kelsey. I'm thinking oh. like maybe one person removed from them. Right. Like someone who you're friendly with, you enjoy talking to, but maybe you don't see super often. That's kind of where I was. That was my example. But you said close friends. So it's, it's fine. Okay. I just, all I was going to say is you, you know, you'd answer the question and you'd say, if I go to this, what's that going to do? Let's, you know, we would say it would maybe it would be a great place to get to know new people. Or it would be a great, you'd answer it. And right. then you'd say, am I in a season of life where, where I want to get to know new people or where I want to be better friends to this person? Right. And then it just, it clarifies the opportunity. Yeah. So it's not just like a yes or no, you know, on, right. the, on the on the fly. Because like my question, the way I was proposing it is like, am I in a season where I want to spend more time with close friends, John and Kim? My answer would be yes. Mm-hmm. Am I in a season where I want to see this person I only Every see acqu- acquaintance a couple of times a year? My answer might be no. Mm-hmm. That that's all I was saying is like yeah. my that that's kind of where I was in my head thinking yeah. of that. But yeah, it's really been helpful. And you know, I think saying no is a is a difficult skill to learn because, mm-hmm. well, one we just we don't. People it seems negative. It seems negative, but yeah, like we just have really kind of like we've lost the ability. Mm-hmm. Like people don't say no; they just say like, "Oh, maybe," you know, like <laughs> right. Like even my sister was talking. Like she just had her first birthday party. She was just like trying to find out how many people were coming. Yeah, and people had seen the invitation on Facebook. She knew they saw it. It said they'd seen it. Right, and she's texting them, 
and she's like, are you coming or not? I'm trying to figure out how much food I need to make. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, we can't. We have something that day. And she's like, you've known this the whole time. Right. Just say no. Right. Like It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Like, you've got something going on. You have a life. Like, I, the party does not hinge on your arrival or not. Right. And so I think part of it is like, we we do attach negative connotation to saying the word no. Mm-hmm. But I think part of it is that we overvalue ourselves. Like, <clears throat> oh, if I say no to that person, it'll just be crushing because then I won't be at the party. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Right. And so it's just yeah. like. I don't think that's on you to carry. Right. Uh, maybe using an instance that's not just a party. But right. Something more serious. Like, they are that devastated by your no. Then maybe they didn't, maybe they didn't, right, yeah. Just, there might need to be some re-evaluation there. Yeah, some conversations, et cetera, yeah. Yeah. But I think something that has really been valuable in our season of life, because like day to day, our our lives are not slow. They're, you know, we've got young children running around like crazy. Like we are not packed to the gills, but like, you know, we're active, you know, we got kids yeah. running around and playing games and building forts and stuff like that. <clears throat> but like, we don't have June in any extra stuff. Like she's in school. We don't have mm-hmm. her in tap class and ballet class and dance class and soccer class. And so like, you know, if we were like, let's say like soccer came up or June was going to join a youth basketball league, mm-hmm. you know, are we in a season where we want June to meet other kids and and learn a new skill? Right. You know, the answer is some, one day will be yes. Yeah. But I think sometimes we force that issue, especially with young kids. I mean, she's almost five. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, she got plenty of time to play basketball if she wants. Yeah. And so I think we over commit commit and then feel stressed and anxious and frustrated and frazzled. And it's just like, because we couldn't say no and to the opportunity, to the opportunity. That's a great, that's a great example because no one is necessarily coming to you or texting you right. or whatever and saying, hey, do you want your kid to join right. this whatever, whatever, softball league or, yeah. you know, t-ball, I guess is what it yeah. would be. Like you, you are, you as the parent most likely are looking at that opportunity and either wishing you had had it as a kid or you're just trying to assume like, oh, I don't want him to miss out, you right. know, and it's like, I, that, that's, that should not be the end of your decision-making process right. when it comes to opportunities yeah. and what you're going to say yes or no to. Because if you live in the United States, your opportunities are endless right now. Like you can do anything you want. Like you can join a, you know, a certain type of dance class that's so niche and specific and have a class for that. Like it's, we live in like the golden era of opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so I think sometimes we over commit to all that opportunity because it's there and not out of what is best for the lifestyle that we want. Yeah. And so that is a good segue into a question that we got a few times this week on Instagram. Um, Basically, the question in various ways has come into like, it's all about like, how do I slow down? Because I think that's sort of inspired. I think that's one of the ways Brooke and I have maybe inspired people is like we've made these really sort Mm -hmm. of big decisions and then we make daily decisions to live intentionally. Um, How do I live intentionally when... I have to go to work 40 hours a week and my commute is an hour each way and I don't get a lot of time at home or I work two jobs or like there's just been a variety Mm -hmm. of those types of questions. How do I basically kind of mirror what you're doing? How do I slow down? I think it's it's more about slowing down than being intentional. I hope they are. Oh, sorry. That was loud. I hope they are being intentional. Right. But how do I slow down when 
I'm like, already committed to committed things I to things. Of, yeah, I can't let go of. Yeah. So we're gonna try to answer that question. My first, my first sort of like bold sort of statement back would be, why can't you let go of them? You know, can you? Could you? Could you find a new job? Could you work from home? There, there, there are things that I would challenge and push. At least to consider. Just to consider. You know, a year ago, two years ago, if you would have asked me, TJ, the only way you can slow down is by stop selling t-shirts, I would have been like, you're crazy. That, that just won't work. I can mm. do other things, but I can't do that. Mm. And so I think that there's always room for us to challenge ourselves to things that we think are super, absolutely crucial to our lives. I think there is yeah. room to be challenged there always. And I don't think that we often challenge ourselves until we sort of like feel like, one, we'll feel the Holy Spirit sort of like knock on that door like, mm-hmm. hey, I got something different for you and it's crazy mm-hmm. and I need you to trust me. And so I think a lot of times we ignore that. And I, you know, I've told the story where I ignored it for a year and it ended up being one of the hardest years of my life. I should have not ignored it. Um, but that would be my first sort of like really bold statement is like, mm-hmm. are you already talking yourselves out of slowing down with excuses that you don't necessarily need to make? Because I think that's often like what we do, like, oh, well, I would I would live by a budget if I didn't have all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, do you need all that stuff? That's mm-hmm. where I go right away. It's like, right. if you really want to slow down, but your job is preventing you from slowing down, well, maybe you should find a new job. Right. Like, and I, I mean, think, it's not that easy and that quick, but like, no, of course. But, it, but it was you know you said you 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 ignored that feeling for a whole year, but it was very early on in that year that we we sort of started to voice things like, I don't know, maybe we should just be done. Right. And it would, it would come out in this like very abrupt, right. not really, we're not really saying it as an option, but right. at least we're voicing it. Yeah. And it was like those seeds were planted enough right. that as we sat on it and thought about it and wrestled with it, right. it became a very real option. Like if you're asking the question, if you're messaging us strangers on Instagram, the question, my thought is that those seeds have been planted that something needs to change. Mm -hmm. And so if you're asking that question about, like I often think like if you're asking a question like I work too much, but I want to slow down, like you're usually including the answer in the question because like Mm -hmm. if you really want to slow down, you might not need to make as much money as you think you need to make. Or you might be able to find another job that gives you more freedom or like, and those things are hard to do. I'm not, I'm not just like blanket statementing, like that's what you should do, but that's where I would start mm-hmm. is like, maybe you're asking this question because you just don't want to admit the thing that is in the you know pit of your stomach or in your heart or in your mm-hmm. soul. And you're just looking for me to give you like four or five mm-hmm. quick tips when in reality, what you need is just one big change. Mm-hmm. And so that, that, that again, I don't know your situation. I, you know, some of these people that ask might not be able to quit their job at all or find a new job or whatever. Like, yeah. but the, I would, I would, I would press back on that a little bit and challenge you a little bit to like, why are you asking this question and why are you including your job in the question? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that would be my first thing. Yeah. But let's say you're literally like, you love your job. It's just a long ways away but you still want to slow down. Mm-hmm. Have you ever mm-hmm. thought about moving? That's again, just something like, you know, 
Could you move closer to your job and uh, eliminate the commute? Would that help the pace of your life? Yeah, would you gain back quite a bit of time. Would you gain back that time? And or let's say, could you work from home? Could you talk to your boss? Like, could you be creative in the way that you pursue your career? Mm-hmm. And all that really comes down to is like more hours in the day. But that's not the that's not the key to slowing down. Right. Because there are you don't want to just not do anything for longer. <laughs> right. So yeah. there because there are mom I mean, you, I'm sure you've all seen the moms on Facebook and in life that just like pack their schedule full. They mm-hmm. technically don't have to do any of that. But right. they choose to fill their lives with things and activities and driving and all this kind of stuff. And so they aren't pers- they aren't being intentional about those hours. And mm-hmm. so I think the first step in pursuing like slowness and chasing slow and being intent is to be intentional with the time you, you have, already have to yeah. do that. So let's yeah. say your your schedule, your work schedule is unchangeable, unmovable, yeah. but you love your job. You feel like that's where the Lord wants you. You also feel like the home you live in is the place you're supposed to be for your community or church or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so the commute is just part of it. Yeah. Okay. Now what do you do? And, and I'm going to kind of flick this over to you, Brooke, is like, what would your advice be for someone who's sort of in that situation? Let's say they, they love all this stuff. They, they feel like the Lord has put them in all these places, but they want to yeah. be slower paced with the time that they do have, let's say at home or on the weekend or et cetera. Yeah. What would you tell them? A couple thoughts. Well, one would be if you do have kids and we actually, we kind of touched on this already, you know, you might be as the parent, you might be in a place where maybe they don't get to do their third activity and right. you narrow it down yeah. in the name of you don't have to drive them everywhere and do all the things mm-hmm. like just your family as a whole needs to commit to less. And you as the parent, you're the, you're the decision maker. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you need to like spearhead that. Um, I'd also say, don't be afraid to try out different ways of slowing down. Yep. Like maybe you use your commute, you know, on the drive back to, listen to something that helps you decompress or maybe right. you don't listen to anything at all or maybe like just what, what? It's shocking right you know yeah but like be okay with trying different things and not just being like okay this is how i'm going to slow down and i'm going to do it this way for the next six months so let's get let's this, get this to it work. like right <laughs> i'm going to slow down this way so let's get to it right now <laughs> yeah because it's looked different for us as we've sort of grown into it right like there was a season where i turned my phone off one day every week i was yes. really consistent about it and then I just kind of stopped doing it. It wasn't like, oh, I need my phone on today. But now I can sort of sense when I feel like I'm on my device too much. And mm-hmm. last night was a perfect example. I yeah. was just like, babe, I'm going to turn off my phone. I'm putting it upstairs. You know, I just need to. And I, and, and we talk about that type of thing. Yeah. We sort of like when, when Brooke is feeling stressed or when I'm feeling stressed or something like that, we, we sort of ask those questions like, have you had your quiet time today? Do you need to go on a walk? Do you need to go exercise? Do you need to bake some bread? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you need to go drive and get a coffee and drive back in the silence or Mm -hmm. listening to worship music or whatever. And so once you start being intentional about those things that you, you know, cause, cause if you have time in your life, you're either going to use it intentionally or you're going to distract yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, and sometimes the easiest way to be intentional is eliminate the distractions. (laughs) Yeah. You know, which for most of us is our, is our phone. Yeah. And sometimes like, and we don't mean like, like Brooke and I aren't saying that like anytime we have a spare moment, we're like kneeling on, on the ground and like the sun is shining through and we're, you know, worshiping the Lord. Like that's <laughs> no. it's not happening. No. Um, sometimes it happens, but like we're talking about being intentional. Like 
the other day, the girls were here and I was like, I do not need to check anything. I don't need to be in contact with anybody. I know when Brooke's coming home. Mm-hmm. I have nothing else going on today. So I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to play Play-Doh for an hour. And we played for a whole hour. Mm-hmm. And that was a choice. That was an active choice. And so, but that that is about pace. That is about the lifestyle that I want to have and the things that I, and I want to teach my girls that they matter and they value. And, and that has been, they have helped me pursue this idea more than anything. It's just like, yeah. I want them to see that I'm looking at them and not looking at my distraction. Yeah. And so I'm going to be as intentional as often as I can. And I'm not always great at it. Sometimes I'm like, Brooke's like, do you need to be on your phone? We ask each other that question a lot. I try not to say with that much attitude, but sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, you need to. And so like, because we're in it together, it's really been valuable for us to sort of like be able to call each other out with love to do the next right thing in love. Yeah. And so- if you're sort of in that place of like uh, my my schedule is full because I'm a college student or because I have a long commute or because I work retail right now and it's Christmas season and like they there's just more demanded of me and you can't you aren't in a position where you maybe you can change careers or right. make some sort of big decision um it's going to be the little decisions it's going to be gonna this say, then you need to be okay with that recognize yeah. where you are yep. there's not much room to give but I would assume there's if I could always, speak for yeah. you know that you don't want it to be this way forever. Right. So you're going to start thinking now about how it could change in the future, whether right. that's six months, two years, five years, whatever. Right. So that you don't show up there one day and go, wait a second. Right. Nothing has changed. Like to, to tie it in with our earlier conversation, I am teaching myself how to say no to opportunities because I only want to say yes to the right ones. Mm-hmm. And, and I, learned this week that I should have said no to one more that I said yes to. So mm-hmm. next time I will have that memory. I'll remember the line in the bear and I'll be like, is this the right type of project that I should say yes to? Like, mm-hmm. you know, doing the social media or is this the wrong type of project that yeah. I should say, you know? And so you just learn like as you practice and flex that muscle of seeking a slow lifestyle or seeking peace and pursuing it, it becomes easier. And so like, let's say you're in a season where you really can't wiggle literal hours of the day. Mm -hmm. You could probably wiggle minutes, you know, and find minutes of pursuing peace and pursuing quiet and stillness to hear the voice of God. And I think God will honor that. Yeah. You know, God will honor you seeking him in the moments that you have to seek him Mm -hmm. for sure. 100%. And if you don't hear anything else that we talk about, hear that. And so use that time as wisely as you can to be intentional about stilling yourself before the Lord. Yeah. One of the ways that I am intentional about slowing down and it's become easier over time is to very, 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 like I almost have to say it out loud to myself, tell myself not to multitask. Because I do that. I do that well. It's something I kind of enjoy the challenge of. But I find that I will be sort of doing something with the girls, sort of in on my computer doing something. I'm like trying to, you know, thaw something from the freezer. And I'm also like, I just am doing a lot of things. And there is some value to that when you are a mom and you are trying to or running a small business. Like I'm not saying never multitask, but try to recognize when you need to do that because there is a time and a place. And then there are times where you absolutely do not need to. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, and I, think I in should our cul- just be, I'm, I can do one thing at a time yep. and the world's not going to end. And I think our culture tells us that we have to do all the things all the time. 
Yeah. And so we sort of get stuck in that cycle of like, I got to do it all. I got to do it all. Yeah. And I think to piggyback off that, one of the things that I've learned that has been so helpful is to call it, call it as it is. So like Brooke will be like, what work do you have to get done today? Hmm. And I'll literally say nothing. Right. You know, where before I'd be like, oh, you know, well, I got some computer. Like I would have just been like, I got computer work to do, maybe some emails. And like, you know, you just like sort of fill you you inflate what you do or you inflate your need or, you right. know, and you just like, you don't call it how it is. Right. And so, yeah, if I have time to click around my computer, I'm going to click around and figure something out to do or, mm-hmm. you know, do nothing but say I was working. And, you know, <laughs> and so to be able to call it how it is. And that's helped us like while we run errands, like well, when do we have to be home? Whenever we want, yeah. you know, or uh, we have to be home in an hour. So like, it, uh, yeah, because on the flip side, it also helps us say more succinctly when we do need to right. do something or we do need to be home yeah. at a time. We're not like, oh, oh, oh. I'm just yeah. like, nope, I have to do this and this today, but I recognize that that's it. Yep. There's nothing more than that. I'm yep. going to add more, but yeah. One, one last little thought about all this is that I, I don't know who said this or where it came up with, but you know, the, the concept of no is a complete sentence. Right. And like, yeah, that's really good. It is so good. And I often think about that. Because when I say no, I find that I want to make a lot of excuses, right. even if they're true. Right. Like, I feel like I need to say more. To so justify I, it. So that I don't hurt their feelings or so that they don't think something of me or so right. X, Y, Z. And that's not to say that you shouldn't sometimes. Right. <laughs> you know, no, I can't come to the party. I have other plans right. that day. That's not, you know, that's not not true. Right. But we do. We feel this like negativity with the word No. And it's actually a really positive word. Yeah. Really good word. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a really great verse. Uh, I'm totally blank on the reference, but it's in Matthew and it says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Mm-hmm. So like be confident when you say that. Don't land in the middle and don't like be wishy-washy over, you know. Yeah. Don't land in maybebeville. <laughs> right. <laughs> unless you really, like, unless it's legit a maybe, but like if you, if you know, right. if you're saying maybe to not say no, just say no. Right. So. Good, good talk, babe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd love to know what you guys think about that and just like some tips and tricks that you guys use to maybe say yes and say no. And like also just things that you, I think what we try to do with the podcast is just have a conversation. We don't, you know, want to just be talking at you. We want to be talking with you. And so I think one thing that we're trying to get better at is like posting an Instagram after the podcast mm-hmm. about this episode mm-hmm. where maybe some conversation can continue or maybe you can ask some clarifying questions. So we'll probably post that sometime during Monday. Mm-hmm. And now we have to because I said it. <laughs> so I want my yes to be yes. What do you have to do uh, on Monday, babe? <laughs> I have to post that Instagram yeah. uh, and celebrate the Swamp Dragon's first victory in a really extraordinary way. Obviously. Yeah, all day long. Obviously. Um, so yeah, I, I I appreciate just that conversation with you, Brooke. I'm really thankful for it. Um, but this leads us to the lighter side of our podcast. And uh, we're approaching an hour wow and i'm hungry so <laughs> i should have brought snacks <laughs> nothing says podcasting like chewing snacks in the microphone <laughs> eat some pretzels, um, some popcorn. but people have said they really like the longer episodes oh well that's and nice. so i think you know i think it's good and i i don't know if everybody listens to them all at once but i think over the week maybe you mm-hmm. get through it which is kind of fun um 
I wonder if you have any strong feelings this week. Strong feelings. Mm. This is our segment where we talk about things that probably don't really make that much of a difference in our lives, but that we have very strong feelings for. Like my eyes just opened a little wider as I said, strong feelings. (laughs) Very strong feelings. And I'll go first. Um, my strong feelings this week are I do not like when Brooke and I are laying down. This it's, this is going to make no sense. <laughs> when Brooke and I are laying down to sleep and her foot with her koala claw toenails. What? I do not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Touch my leg. But I love cuddling and I love spooning. But it's it just. It makes no sense. But it's just when we're like laying next to each other, like on our backs or like when we're first laying down and you're like. But But it's usually accidental. I'm not trying to like shimmy my foot over there. But I feel. Heaven forbid my foot touches (laughs) your leg. And you jerk away with such vengeance of like, how dare you? Do you not know me at all? Have we not been married 10 years? I'm sorry. I didn't realize. And then I start checking the middle of the bed and I realize "Mm, you're probably over on my side. Oh, see, I don't keep records of wrongs. I don't. I don't either, but I know where the middle of the bed is because our bed frame has a post right down the middle. And so I know, and you better believe I check it and I inch your pillow over. I just want to be close to you, babe. Yeah. You want to be close, but not touch. So So those are my strong feelings. (laughs) What are yours? Mine have nothing to do with that. I find it so silly. I'm with you on this. Cashiers, usually at a grocery store bag your items and they put like one to two things in each plastic bag right first of all i'm already annoyed at myself for forgetting my right, reusable bags try to bring the reusable bags um i love that they carry more they're great they're wonderful yep. for like so many reasons um but if i've already forgotten them and i'm like gah gotta use plastic yep. bags and then the sweet usually old lady oh no like, it's not just old ladies it's everybody you think oh, yeah, i feel absolutely. like it's more of a generational absolutely. thing absolutely it's everybody but it just drives me insane. Yeah. I'm like, please, please put more than a pair of socks and some flour tortillas in that bag. It's a weird shopping trip. Well, that's what they do. <laughs> and toothpaste. I'll, and- I'll, like when I, maybe I'm coming home from somewhere and I'll say, hey, do you need me to get anything? And you'll say like, it'll be random stuff like right. that. And I'll go into Target or grocery store and I'll buy like six of those random things. And mm-hmm. I'll be checking out and I'll say, put all of that in one bag. Yeah. I will tell them that. Right. And they won't. Right. And they're like, Which well, it I, seems so silly because... Like, well, I don't want the bag to rip. And I'm like, have you tried to rip a plastic bag? <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's easy. It's not easy. No. Yeah. You would have to have something really sharp in right. there. Or it would have to be bonkers heavy. Yeah, or like a super cheap bag. But like, yeah, I'm with you, babe. I'm with you 100%. It just seems so... I'm like... <sighs> inefficient. Yes, on a lot of levels. And it's like, well, I don't want to put your batteries... Inefficient. In, yep. I don't want to put your batteries in with your bread. I'm like, they're both in package. You know, I'm just have loose, loose batteries rolling around. Like, yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't make yeah. any sense. Anyways, that's, that's nice. I like the, I'm with you then on those strong feelings. With all the bags. Yep. yep. So you now paid for those bags company. Yeah. You just gave more of them away. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, and if you're really worried about the bag ripping or you realize it's happened, then double bag, just that, just that one. I've seen that happen. Like, right. Oh, this has a rip in it. Yeah. Let me double bag it. Yep. And then I'm like, wow, you're so considerate. Right. Thanks, Becky. What bothers me is when I literally tell them, put all that in one bag and they don't. <laughs> like, you should listen to me. I am very smart. <laughs> I have a podcast. <laughs> Ever heard of podcasts? <laughs> oh, man, that's going to be my new line. Yeah, you should listen to me. I have a podcast. I have a podcast. 
Um, all right, so last segment of the podcast, Mount Rushmore. Last week, if you didn't listen, we did Mount Rushmore of full albums all the way through. Today, it is Mount Rushmore, which means basically your four favorite things of this certain category that you would carve in stone, perhaps. Side note, my friend Corey messaged me and said, you should do your Mount Rushmore of giant stone statues, <laughs> which I thought was funny because that's what Mount Rushmore is. Really funny, Corey. Jokes. Uh, today. He's got the jokes. He's got the jokes. Corey's got the jokes. Uh, today, it is the Mount Rushmore of <gasps> Pixar movies. Mm. Do you want to go first? Drum roll, please. <laughs> sure. Okay. I'll go first. Mine is Toy Story 3. I love all the Toy Stories, but Toy Story 3 is so good. Do you feel like they shouldn't have made four? <sighs> Not I have mixed feelings. Forky is amazing. Four was really good. Right. Which this is like a this is like a sub topic about Toy Story Four. My my biggest like meh about Toy Story Four is that I felt there was no overarching like lesson right. as an audience we were supposed to learn. There was like a couple little mini things like they were great. Yeah. But like I can definitely tell you the like major takeaways from Toy Story One, Two, and Three. Right. And I just felt like it, that was missing. Yeah. It was like a couple mini storylines they smashed into one instead of like right. one big thing. Yeah. Anyway, Toy Story 3, up because a lot of a lot of reasons. Yeah. The story is great, but the characters are so good. I love just how it looks, mm-hmm. and the way it's animated, the colors. We went to see that. Let's see. We really early on when we got married. Like we had gotten by from a honeymoon. Like it was like within weeks. Yep. We were super early married. There's a scene of this family growing these two loved ones yes. growing old together. So we were like bawling in the theater. <laughs> like, oh my word. And um, then laughing when it was like squirrel. Yeah. Nice. Up is excellent. Kind of surprised myself with Coco because mm-hmm. it's newer. Right. But man, it's fantastic. The more I watch it, I just music, the colors, the animation. All of it. It's yep. so good. And then an oldie sort of is Monsters, Inc. Yeah. See, it's so hard because I'm like, I left out Ratatouille. I left out right. Bugs Life. Left out what about Brave? Yeah. What about this? What about that? What about Wally? I yeah. love Wally. Yep. I Honestly, Wally probably would have been on the list pre-Coco. Okay. That might have okay. kicked that out. And I do feel like, because Coco's on my list too, and I feel like Coco is extra on there because June loves it so much. And so it's like, when your kids love something, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, this is so good. I mean, it is so good. Coco is so good. Yes. And it's like really honoring to families and heritage. heritage. And yeah. And so cool. Legacy and the and music's like fantastic. Um, so Coco's on my list. Uh, Wally did make my list. Uh, so good. And barely anything said in that movie, which is such awesome. minimal dialogue. Yeah. Which is really impressive. Uh, Toy Story 3 is also on my list. Wow, babe. We. It's like we've been married for a long time and we're sort of just like... It's like we sleep in the same bed, but our legs don't touch each yep, other? Yep, Is that yep. kind of what That's this kind of the vibe, vibe I'm getting. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then my all-time favorite... I will say this is my favorite Pixar movie of all time, Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. And the reason I like it is because it's such a, it's a, such a powerful story about mm-hmm. the value over trying to do something versus just criticizing something. And I think in internet culture, there yeah. are, there's a million critics out there ready to criticize something that you're anything and everything that you're trying to do. And I, I just, I just really value people who just go out there and try and do their best. Mm-hmm. And, you know, critics. And he says it at the end, he's like, oh, the best critic in the world is not as good as someone 
trying to do something mm-hmm. unique and original. So yeah. that's my all-time favorite. What are also, your favorite? Italian food is just. <laughs> I also do love rats. I mean, Italian food. Um, <laughs> I love the. Would pasta. love to know what you guys' favorites are, and we'll probably ask that on the inst- <laughs> on the Instagram. <laughs> I love the pasta. That's good. That right, got me. <laughs> All right, guys, pray for the swamp dragons. Well, actually, it's Monday when you're listening to this, ah, so well, pray for us next week. Yeah. Anything else? Any final words? Any quick tips? Anything left no, to say, babe? I don't think so. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to it. We're so thankful that you do. As always, if you could subscribe, if you just popped in on one episode, that would be great. Subscribe to the podcast, leave a review. That helps us understand what to talk about and where to go and what to focus on. And uh, make sure you find that Instagram and (laughs) join the conversation. Let us know your favorite part. And again, remember, we're saying that if you share your favorite episode this week on Instagram and tag us in your story, we're going to send you a gift card. We're not going to send each of you a gift card, but we'll pick some. You are entered to win yes. said gift card for yep. the store anything else nope all right okay, okay. i love you oh no oh wow <gasps> don't say okay if you're not ready, ready to say okay okay, okay i love, love you bye, bye.